Blog Talk Radio. You ready? It's time to start. This should be played at high volume. This is the Andrea Shaking Show. And I'm just a gal like any other gal. That's cool. You know what this is. What is this? The Andrea Shaking Show. It's me, don't you remember? We were just talking about you. Totally amazing. Thank you. The Andrea Shaking Show. I think you've got something there. Andrea Shaking. You're really going to like it. Quite understandable. Is on the air. Something's definitely going on here. Take my word for it. Now. Come on. It's showtime. Make it so. Ready, go. Can we do that? Unmute. Okay, there we go. You hearing me now? Can you hear me now? I think you can. I just unmuted it. I (laughs) I just unmuted Okay, can you hear me? Yes, yes, yes. Come on, give me some give me some feedback, chat room. Give me some feedback. Can you hear? Yes. Come on, give me some feedback. All good. All right. Thanks, Golf Dogs. Appreciate that very, very much. We have several guests in the chat room. I don't know if the guests are there because they aren't logged in or they can't get logged in. I'm not sure. Um, the blog talk was a little buggy tonight getting in. Like, a, you know, why was my my uh, microphone muted? I don't know. But that's on their end. So anyway. Okay. So as I was saying <laughs> that you didn't hear, and I will repeat for those of you who are just arriving and didn't get the chance to hear it because my microphone was muted. Um, okay, Mike is saying yes. Thank you, Mike. My, my friend, Mike Volan. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, after last night's show, I, I really wish that I had had an ex- that extra hour last night. Two hours just wasn't enough last night, and I don't know that it's going to be enough tonight. There's just so much to talk about. But anyway, after we ended the show last night, I went to the uh, post uh, posting of the Q uh, crumbs, all right? And I came upon even more posts by the anonymous Q. And those posts were more unsettling than even the previous posts. Uh, he's also posted some new ones tonight. We're going to go over that as well. The question I have is, what do Q's crumbs mean? And how do they tie in with the deep state, the shadow government agencies, and the acolytes who are on the dark side? What is Q telling us? Well, it's becoming more and more evident to me that Q is being more and more, uh, or let me put it this way, less oblique, less opaque about what he or she is saying. And we're going to go over it. We're going to start now. You know, there's been some talk today. I don't know if you've caught the news, but there's been some talk about secret society, secret meetings. Well, <laughs> yes. And, and the thing of it is, is that those of us who have been following Thomas Paine on True Pundit have known about this for quite some time. And we're going to get into that, too. And you'll see how this ties in is saying. All right. All right. First, I think what we want to do is start with um, the uh, Homeland Security Chairman, Representative uh, Ron Johnson, confirming that the true pundit intelligence exposing the FBI secret society is is true. It is true. Now, I have met Ron Johnson from Wisconsin. Decent man, very decent man. Do I think he's compromised? No, I don't. I think he's one of the ones that's that's figured out how to keep his nose clean and yet still be effective in the U.S. Senate. So with that, let me read this to you, and I'm going to play you a clip 
Ron Johnson, actually he's um, he's a representative, not a senator, representative. Um, he's the chair of the House Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee. And he said today uh, that Congress has developed intelligence on a group of FBI officials holding clandestine meetings away from the Bureau's Washington, D.C. headquarters. This according to an interview he did on Fox News with Brett Baer. Uh, He also did an interview earlier today talking about it as well, but this is the one that I've got sound on. Baer was taken aback by uh, Johnson's bombshell. The Wisconsin congressman echoed similar intelligence divulged from True Pundit, dating weeks and months to November 2017 from Chief Muckraker Thomas Paine. You hear me talk about Thomas Paine all the time. Johnson said Congress is investigating the so-called FBI secret society. Now, on December 18th, this past December, Thomas Paine tweeted the following. What is this I hear about a private meeting away from FBI HQ by high-ranking FBI agents trying to get their stories and alibis straight? Question mark. At Chuck Grassley, we see all, and that's in caps, we see all. Our reach is vast and vast is in capital letters this is thomas Paine tweeting this out december 18th on january 21st at 11:04 p.m. that would have been what two nights ago he tweeted the following big intel meeting tonight trump running the show many abc brass under sotoro lawyering up now their current bosses won't cover for them in the wind. And then January 18th, which would have been, what, five days ago, five nights ago, at 11, 11 p.m., Thomas Paine tweeted the following. They're meeting tonight about these folks. Book it. Ordering food in, too. Going to be long night. How does he know he's got someone on the inside? He's got more than someone on the inside. He's got friends on the inside. And you're going to see that he has known so much more. It's just amazing to me that people like Brett Baer and all of the other phony baloney anchor people and reporters on Fox News, forget the others. I don't even talk about the other cable and news. They're they're, they're useless. But we count on Fox News more than any other outlet, right? They don't have a freaking clue. They're just playing catch-up now. Sean Hannity's leading the pack. But even at that, he's, he's still got miles to go before he catches up with what we know. Me sitting here at my kitchen table, you sitting there at your home. We know more than they do. It's incredible. They don't, they don't do their research. Their headline readers. Anyway, I digress. So, on November 8th, this was uh, November 8th, last November, Thomas Paine tweeted the following. Secret Society, colon, Fusion GPS founder Glenn Simpson is meeting behind closed doors with the House Intel Committee. Why not public hearings? Question mark. This is outrageous. Hmm. And then, last night, At 8.27 p.m., Payne tweeted this. The secret society within the FBI DOJ includes Fed prosecutors, Fed judges, 
even the attorney general of one of America's largest states. And then in all capital letters, we know all about it. But more importantly, we know what they've been doing. Soon, all will know too. Hashtag secret society. Wow. Wow. And again, that's over at truepundit.com. Now I'm going to play for you uh, the clip. Uh, this is um, uh, Ron Johnson talking to Brett Baer tonight. Here we go. Wisconsin Republican Senator Ron Johnson, the chairman of the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee, released those text messages today. Tonight, along with Senator Chuck Grassley, Johnson has sent a letter to the Justice Department's internal watchdog asking some very pointed questions. Senator John Johnson joins us now from Capitol Hill to tell us what they are. Senator, thanks for being here. Well, Brett, how are you doing? What are you looking for? Well, we want more information. Uh, we want to know exactly you know, why those text messages were missing for five months, you know, exactly how that, uh, you know, how they save that information, where it's, where it's saved to. We're sending out letters uh, to preserve records to the uh, private sector uh, people that store those things, Google, uh, certainly the uh, uh, Verizon, the telephone company. So this is all about making sure that whatever information is out there is preserved and that eventually American people understand exactly what happened inside the highest levels of the FBI. So when the DOJ sent you this letter saying that there was this glitch that prevented those five months of text from being uh, released to you, uh, did you buy it? Do you buy it? Well, I'm suspicious. I, I want to get to the bottom of it. And you know, there's so many experts in IT that say that those messages are somewhere and they need to be retrieved. We need to see it because the timing is very suspicious. From mid-December of 2016 after the election till the day that Robert Mueller was actually appointed. And then those, uh, those texts that Catherine Harridge was, was uh, referring to occurred two days later when Strzok and Page were kind of talking about the, their careers. And I think really considering whether or not they wanted to join Mueller's investigation and you know the, the conclusion one of the reasons they reluctant to do so and that's according to Peter Strzok is because his gut sense was that there's no big there there uh, we've gone through we, we, you know this nation's been you know dragged through this this uh, investigation so far no conclusions yet and one of the lead investigators the one of the deputy assistant director of the encounter intelligence a division that had probably been working on this for those five months when those, those texts have gone missing is saying that his concern is, his gut sense is there's no big there there. I think that's pretty jaw-dropping. All right, well, when pressed about this, uh, the Senate Minority Leader today said that uh, this is all, all of it, the memo and this, a part of a distraction effort by Republicans to take away from the Mueller investigation. Take a listen. I think there has been a great deal of activity on the other side intending to either divert attention from Mueller or even stand in his way. I don't think that Mr. Nunes has played a constructive role to say the least and um, I, we're all worried about it. Mueller has to be allowed to do his job. Your thoughts on that? Well, from my standpoint, uh, this under, is under my committee's jurisdiction, federal records. And we were involved in the Hillary Clinton investigation. And I've been saying for a year and a half after uh, former Director Comey granted immunity to Cheryl Mills on, on June 10th, and then on June 27th, Bill Clinton met with Loretta Lynch. And then on September, on, on July 
uh, first, Loretta Lynch announced that well, she's going to let uh, Director Comey make that call. And yet, in these texts, and these texts that just got released, we find out that she already knew that Director Comey wasn't going to press charges. So yeah, let me read that one. Uh, that is uh, text number four. Holy cow, New York Times breaking a puzo. Uh, Lynch will accept whatever uh, Rec D, that's uh, Comey, and career prosecutors make no political importee input. Uh, Strzok says Lynch, timing not great, but whatever. Wonder if that that's why no coordination language added. No way, this is a purposeful leak following the airplane snafu, and yes, I think we had some warning of it. I know they sent some statement to Rubicki because he called Andy, that's McCabe, and yeah, it's a real profile in courage since she knows no charges will be brought. That's so, what she so, referenced. So top officials in the FBI knew that Loretta Lynch knew before she said that she was going to let Comey decide that he wasn't going to prosecute, he wasn't going to press charges at all. And then Comey later testified that there was no coordination between the Department of Justice, Loretta Lynch, and the FBI. You know, so that is coming into question. So what this is all about is further evidence of corruption, more than bias, but corruption at the highest levels of the FBI and that secret society. We have, we have an informant that's talking about a group that were holding secret meetings off-site. There is, there's so much smoke here. There's so much Boy, suspicion. Let's, let's stop there. A secret society, a secret meetings off-site of the Justice Department. Correct. And you have an informant saying that? Yes. Is there anything more about that? No, we have to dig into it. That's, that's, this is not a distraction. Again, this is, this is bias, potentially corruption at the highest levels of the FBI that is now investigating. And, now this is, and, and by the way, uh, Robert Mueller used to run the FBI. Uh, he is in no position to do an investigation over this kind of misconduct. So I think at this point in time, we probably should be looking at a special counsel to undertake this investigation. But Congress is going to have to continue to dig. Do you think that Attorney General Sessions, in his current uh, capacity, which he is, he is taking himself out of the Russia investigation and overseeing Mueller, uh, has the ability to call for another special prosecutor to analyze this part of the investigation? I really don't know, but when you see this kind of bias, this kind of corruption in the FBI, you have to ask the question, is, are there similar individuals, highly biased political operatives, burrowed into the Department of Justice as well? I mean, does Attorney General Sessions really have a department he can rely on and trust, trust as well? So, no, this is, this is deeply concerning, and we're going to continue to dig. And do you have any problem on the reports that Sessions put some pressure on the FBI Director Ray uh, to fire the Deputy Director uh, McCabe? Uh, that that was coming from the president. He denied that today, but do you believe that to be true? Well, the, the attorney general is in charge of that department, and if he's got concern about people under his command that are not that are not doing their job or that have this enormous political bias, as we certainly seen with uh, Lisa Page and, and Peter Strzok, uh, that would be his his responsibility, his right to terminate those employees. Well, Senator, as you get uh, more information, you're welcome back here anytime. Thanks a lot, Brett. Thank you. Okay. All right. You heard that. Now, next. And this is over again at uh, True Pundit, Thomas Paine, posted by the Investigative Bureau. I think he's the one who wrote it. But it's a compilation of information from his insiders. Headlined, FBI official, FBI agents threatened physical harm to President Trump in missing FBI texts and other frightening communications. Oh, yeah. We're getting to it. We're getting to it. 
Quote, this is much larger than just texts between two FBI agents. A high-ranking FBI official confirms a number of the missing 50,000 FBI text messages, as well as other text and email messages among FBI brass, reportedly discussed initiating physical harm to President Donald Trump. The FBI official urged the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, which oversees the U.S. Secret Service, to launch an investigation of the Justice Department, the FBI, and all text messages missing and otherwise that threatened the president. This is an FBI official urging the Department of Homeland Security to launch an investigation on the DOJ and the FBI. Quote, This is dangerous territory, and all FBI text messages and personal phones should be examined, the official said. Quote, it would reveal some frightening conversations. Did FBI brass discuss the assassination of President Donald Trump? If not, what was the nature of the threats against the president from inside the alleged premier law enforcement agency in the United States? Quote, Director Ray wants a lid on this, the FBI official said. Quote, many know there was talk of harming Trump politically, but there is a group here in D.C. headquarters that understands it goes deeper. We need a special counsel or Homeland Security. Somebody has to clean this up outside of DOJ. It is unacceptable. This is much larger than just texts between two FBI agents. The FBI official called on President Trump to do what is necessary to weed out corruption in the FBI. Quote, text messages just don't disappear. Not here. Someone outside DOJ has to look at all emails and texts. These FBI bosses are bad people. You've only scratched the surface. The high-ranking FBI official called on lawmakers and the inspector general to focus on the text and email messages of FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe. The official referred to McCabe's official and personal correspondences, quote, an anti-Trump treasure trove, close quote. As reported in March of 2017 by True Pundit, that's almost a year ago, McCabe openly threatened President Trump and then National Security Advisor General Mike Flynn, saying first we, quote, fuck Flynn and then we fuck Trump, close quote, to several high-ranking FBI bosses who cheered his comment. Excerpt from that True Pundit exclusive, the following. McCabe, the second highest-ranking FBI official, emphatically declared at the invite-only gathering with raised voice, F. Flynn, and then we F. Trump, according to direct sources. Many of his top lieutenants applauded and cheered such rhetoric. A scattered few did not. This was one of several such meetings held in seclusion among key FBI leaders since Trump was elected president, FBI sources confirm. At the congregation where McCabe went off the political rails and vowed to destroy Flynn and Trump, there were as many as 16 top FBI officials inside intelligence sources said. No lower-level agents or support personnel were present. If you are among the millions of Americans who have pondered in recent months whether the Obama-era deep state intelligence apparatus and FBI are working for or against Trump, 
This is the first definitive proof that the country's once premier law enforcement agency has gone rogue. The non-elected hierarchy that steer the FBI have declared war on President Trump and his White House inner circle. Make no mistake. Okay. Now, let me jump over to the latest um, posting that Q did tonight. And it's a, it's a two-block two, uh, two post, okay, two posts. The first post is from somebody calling themselves anonymous, okay? And it says, it's not Q. It, Q is going to be responding to it, okay? Anonymous wrote the following on Tuesday, today. Perhaps he could not in good conscience see the world burn. Why, hours after the election, did seven people travel to an undisclosed location to hold a very private and highly secured guarded meeting? Why didn't HRC give a concession speech? When was the last time a presidential candidate didn't? Now, in that little bit of text that I just read to you, there are sections of it highlighted. And the sections that are highlighted are the following. Why, hours after the election, did seven people travel to an undisclosed location to hold a very private and highly secured guarded meeting? That's highlighted. The next block in this particular message reads the following, and again, it's taken from a quote, okay, but it's highlighted, and I'll, and I'll tell you which part is highlighted, and it's talking about Martha McCallum's interview of Trey Gowdy. I think the interview she did was uh, last evening. McCallum's interest was piqued. She asked Gowdy for additional details. Now, the following is highlighted, quote, you have this insurance policy in the spring of 2016. This is Gowdy talking. I'm quoting from Gowdy, and this is highlighted. You have this insurance policy in the spring of 2016, and then the day after the election, dot, 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 there's a text exchange between these two FBI agents, these two supposed-to-be objective, fact-centric agents saying, perhaps this is the first meeting of the secret society, Gowdy explained. That's all highlighted. The rest of it reads, so of course I'm going to want to know what secret society are you talking about because you're supposed to be investigating objectively the person who just won the electoral co college. Very, very interesting, isn't it? Very interesting. Now, the comment that Q attaches to these two little blurbs is future proves past news unlocks map so there is something to this future proves past what you're going to see and i explained these to you before what q is meaning his intent there is to let you know that these crumbs that i'm dropping now and crumbs that i've dropped in the past in past messages you are going to see in the future it's going to be an aha moment when things unfold and things unpack, and you understand what's happening. You will go back to these crumbs that I've dropped, and you will get it. Future proves past. News unlocks map. 
shrink this down a little bit. Do not glorify us. We are all patriots. Honor those who serve. For God, humanity, and country. Where we go one, we go all. And he has said that before. Where we go one, we go all. Tonight, he also um, dropped this crumb. Letter two at Jack. Who did at Jack lose today? Goodbye, at Jack. Predictable. All. Q. Well, who's the Jack he's referring to? Mm. There are some people out there who are saying it's Jack Dorsey of Twitter. Because Jack Dorsey of Twitter lost a key person. Uh, Somebody left Twitter to take a job with SoFi, I think it's called, something like that. I don't have it in front of me. But this was a top, top executive who's walking out the door. And there will be more. Because of what Project Veritas has unveiled about Twitter, about shadow banning, about changing the algorithms, Jack Dorsey's done. Twitter is done. Unless somebody comes in and completely revamps the policy of Twitter and lets everything fly, Twitter's done. Twitter's done. They, uh, they've tampered with social media to the point where you don't trust it anymore. A lot of people have moved over to Gab. Okay, next. Um, Somebody uh, asked the question of Q. uh, Hello, Q. Can you explain the failed SEC test? Some of us have been concerned. Well, this was something he had posted last night. Evidently, uh, Q had tried to log on, and he was having a problem logging on to that specific page. And um, it failed to load the security encryption. But he said it's resolved. Okay, so that's just a housekeeping thing. The next one he posted reads, and this is again tonight, the light will reveal those on the team and those pretending to be. This is not a game. They want us divided. Last posts, uh, brackets, self-destruction, will immediately show the world the truth. Instructions will be sent on how to preserve offline. You didn't think this was simply about words, did you? We have it all. Coming soon to a theater near you. Now, I was listening to some guys that um, they get together on YouTube and they do a live stream and they analyze. They, or at least they, yeah, they, they attempt to analyze what uh, Q was saying. And the last posts and then the brackets self-destruction they they speculate that that means that he had um, destroyed one of the posts remember I don't know if you followed on my Facebook page but I had posted a bunch of you know like the day before all the posts that um, Q had done and I put them I copied and pasted them onto my Facebook page well there was one that was out of order way out of order and I didn't know if it was credible or not because it did not fit in with the others and it was numbered differently but it turns out that it was it it was legitimate but he had evidently taken it out or he had done something Q had done something with it so that's what he's referring to at least this is what these guys that are trying to analyze Q's posts are saying they think that's what it was 
And then the other part of this, instructions will be sent on how to preserve offline. So we're going to be shifting, evidently, to communication that is not going to be online. How will this work? Well, these guys are, are, are speculating that maybe it's not going to be words. Maybe it's going to be videos. But they didn't take it one step further, which I, my first thought was when I saw coming soon to a theater near you. Um, remember when Glenn Beck was doing his special presentations at theaters across the country? Remember, they, he, they, he would do these special shows and, and they'd be beamed to, to certain theaters, you know, maybe your local, your local theater. Or, and I'm wondering if there isn't something to this. If maybe we're going to be seeing communication, we're going to be told, okay, on such and such a date, at such and such a time, check your theater, local theater listings. We're going to be bringing you information. I don't know. I, that's just my speculation, too. But again, when you when you see that the, it says instructions will be sent on how to preserve offline. Now, if you're not saving the all of these messages, you know, onto your computer, then you'll lose them if they ever disappear, which I don't know that they will. But anyway, you didn't think this was simply about words, did you? Words or video. We have it all. Coming soon to a theater near you. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. So last night, after the show ended, he had, he had, I, I checked on it, and he had evidently posted these things while we were um, doing the show. And um, one of them was the security attack failure test, which, again, was just housekeeping. But then he posted this, drones over U.S., tracking only. And then he put an open bracket, closed bracket, right beside one another. It looks like a rectangle, a vertical rectangle, when you do it that way. Drones over U.S., tracking only. And then he repeated it again. Drones over U.S., tracking only. What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, let's start with the beginning of what he posted last night. And this is the stuff that really really made people's eyeballs just roll around in their head. Posted a couple of short ones that were um, housekeeping. Evidently, he was communicating with somebody, but not us. Because the communique said, stay, it was colon, stay at home, open carrot, uh, bracket minus seven, close bracket, dr underscore noon underscore clear underscore sky. With a with another carrot, you know the vertical carrot. I don't remember that's what that's called. Safe comms underscore sat, and that's in caps. S A T dash R E underscore, and then there's a code B Z nine eight five three zero zero carrot zero zero. So then, the next post he 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 does it says private exchange last. In other words, this what I just read to you was a private exchange meant probably for other operators who he's communicating with. Okay. All right. Next. The entire shutdown exercise was Schumer's attempt in his place 
He failed spectacularly. Thank you for visiting the WH, the White House. Fear. Q. Well, essentially what that is saying is that uh, this whole shutdown exercise blew up in Schumer's and the Democrats' face. And there's a little bit of a, a little bit of a, uh, elbow poke saying, hang on here. Let me enter your password for Radio Patriot. Google password. Go away. Go away. Um, saying, you know, hey, thanks for coming to the White House, Chucky. <laughs> Thank you for visiting the White House. Fear. Okay, the next one. Trust, and that's all in capitals. Trust. Admiral R. He played the game to remain in control. Q. He's talking about Admiral Mike Rogers, who stayed in the game and played the game to remain in control. Remember, uh, Clapper wanted to fire him. Clapper and Brennan wanted to fire him. When they found out that he had gone to Trump Tower to talk to President-elect Trump, to tell him he was being surveilled, so he played the game to remain in control. Now, this next one, this next one is, man, (laughs) this next one is something. All right. This was posted at uh, 02147. What would happen if texts originating from an FBI agent to several, bracket, internals discussed the assassination, parentheses, possibility of the POTUS or member of his family. Let me repeat that to you. What would happen if texts originating from an FBI agent to several internals, the assassination possibility of the POTUS or member of his family? (sighs) Let that sink in for a minute. What if the texts suggest foreign allies were involved? Forget the Russia setup, one of 22. This is only the beginning. Be careful what you wish for. And then the next line in all caps, as the world turns. Next line. Could messages such as those be publicly disclosed? What happens to the FBI? What happens to the DOJ? What happens to special counsel? What happens in general? Every FBI slash DOJ previous case could be challenged. Lawless. We haven't started the drops re human trafficking slash sacrifices yet worst those good who know cannot sleep those good who know cannot find peace those good who know will not rest until those responsible are held accountable Nobody can possibly imagine the pure evil and corruption out there. Those you trust are the most guilty of sin. Who are we taught to trust? If you are religious, pray. 60% must remain private, at least, 
for humanity. These people should be hanging. Q. Man. I'm going to tell you, at that point, I was really wishing I had you guys with me while I was reading this, thinking, holy laundry on the line, cheats. Oh, my God. Let's go through this and kind of parse it a little bit. What would happen if texts originating from an FBI agent to several internals discussed the assassination possibility of the POTUS or member of his family? What do you think is in those texts that they have supposedly destroyed or can't find? What do you suppose the IG has, those texts supposedly that the FBI can't find? The, inter- the uh, Inspector General, Michael Horowitz, supposedly he... he- According to what I'm hearing reported, he wrote a letter to the members of Congress saying, yes, I have all of the emails, all of the texts, rather. Somebody's not telling the truth. Gee, I wonder who. They're hiding those texts because of what's in them. And what's in them, evidently, Q knows. Q and the people know. Yes, Mike Volan. It's JFK all over again. Yes. What if the text suggests foreign allies were involved? Anybody who's done any serious study of the JFK assassination understands that the, that the, the shooters were hired guns from other countries. These were, they, they're called mechanics. It's what they do for a living. They're snipers. And they're brought in to do a job. They're not told. They're just told, okay, you're going to be here at such and such a time. Practice your shots. Get, get everything set up. And don't miss. And there'll be a nice big fat payday for you at the end of it. We'll put you in a safe house for a couple of, we'll put you in that same safe house for a couple of days thereafter. And we'll get you out when the coast is clear. Interesting stuff. I think it's called Farewell America by James Hepburn. He lays it all out. And that is a book that was not allowed to be read in this country. It was not allowed to be sold in this country. And because of the Internet, one day, the late Dave Logan, our third wave Dave producer, came across it. And it was like, oh, my God, you've got to read this. There were people involved that were just... They do the dirty work. They're the wet work guys. They were hired by the the Congressional Military Industrial Complex to take care of Kennedy. And this is this Mike Volan, you are absolutely right. This just smacks of it. What if the text suggests foreign allies were involved? Hey, who owes us a favor? Mossad? Who owes us uh, who owes us a favor? This is only the beginning. Be careful what you wish for. Oh, hey, boys. (laughs) We've got you by the short hairs. This is only the beginning. Oh, you are wishing that you could do this. Well, be careful what you wish for. (laughs) As the world turns, this is very interesting. I don't know how many of you are old enough to remember 
Back in the 50s and 60s, before women went on the pill and went to work and left home and left the kids with, with you know, key latch kids, with, with care, caretakers, caregivers, whatever the hell, women used to stay at home and watch the soap operas. I mean, you'd get your housework done in the morning, you'd put the kids down for a nap, or you'd put them outside to play, and you'd sit down with your cup of tea or whatever your favorite beverage was, and you'd open up your pack of uh, Pall Malls or whatever you were smoking back then, because women, it was cool, we were smoking, and you watched all your soap operas, one right after the other. I used to do it when my daughter was an infant. I wasn't working, and back then, that's what you watched, and the soap operas were live, they weren't taped. It was live TV. I mean, it was, it was great stuff, great entertainment. Oh, my gosh. As the world turns. Well, it was during the um, broadcast of As the World Turns, one of the most, if not the most popular soap opera of the time, that Walter Cronkite, CBS News, broke in with the, with the uh, uh, bulletin that Kennedy had been shot. As the world turns. Brought to you by Does Soap Suds. I think I still have that too. Let me see if I can find that. I want to. I want to go grab that. Um, let's see if we can. I, I'm pretty sure I have that because I saved all the JFK stuff. Let me see if I've got it. I'm going to play it for you right now. Let's see, JFK. I have it all in um, JFK movie clip. JFK JFK warning about secret societies. Oh, hello. JFK exposes secret societies. JFK Cronkite announcement. Here it is. You'll hear a little bit of As the World Turns, the soap opera at the front end of it, if I remember correctly. And now for the next 30 minutes, As the World Turns. For viewers of the CBS soap opera, As the World Turns, first word came at about 1.40 p.m. Eastern Time. It happened too quickly for cameras to be in place. And I gave it a great deal of thought, Grandpa. Here is a bulletin from CBS News. In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. The first reports say that President Kennedy has been seriously wounded by this shooting. Then it was back to the soap opera, but not for long. Soon after, Walter Cronkite was back, reporting from the CBS newsroom, complete with rotary telephones and wire machines. This picture has just been transmitted by wire. It is a picture taken just a moment or two before the incident. If you can zoom in with that camera, we can get a closer look at this picture. And almost exactly one hour after his initial bulletin, this now famous announcement. From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, some 38 minutes ago. Vice President Lyndon Johnson <clears throat> has left the hospital in uh, Dallas, but we do not know uh, to where he has proceeded. Uh, presumably, he will be taking the oath of office shortly and become uh, the 36th president of the United States. How they lied to us then. 
how they lied to us. And we were so naive, most of us Americans, we were shocked beyond belief. We were shocked into stunned not even silence. I remember I was coming out of school and people were crying, crying. I just got I got a body rush just listening to that. They lied to us then. They lied to us about 9-11. I want to play this clip for you. This is Donald Trump back in 2002 talking about 9-11. He knows. He knows. If he knew about, he knows about this. He knows. Listen to this. This is about oh, two and a half minutes long. Donald Trump talking about 9-11. Listen. I happen to think that they had not only a plane, but they had bombs that exploded almost simultaneously, because I just can't imagine. Mike check. Center was always known as a very, very strong building. Don't forget, that took a big bomb in the basement. Now, the basement is the most vulnerable place because that's your foundation, and it withstood that. And I got to see that area about three or four days after it took place because one of my structural engineers actually took me for a tour because he did the building. And I said, I can't believe it. The building was standing solid, and half of the columns were blown out. I mean, so this was an unbelievably powerful building. Uh, If you know anything about structure, it was one of the first buildings that was built from the outside. The steel, the reason the World Trade Center had such narrow windows is that in between all the windows, you had the steel on the outside. So you had the steel on the outside of the building. That's why when I first looked, and you had big, heavy I-beams. When I first looked at it, I couldn't believe it because there was a hole in the steel. And this is steel that was, you remember the, the width of the windows in the World Trade Center, folks. I think, you you know, if you were ever up there, they were quite narrow. And in between was this heavy steel. I said, how could a plane, even a plane, even a 767 or 747 or whatever it might have been, how could it possibly go through the steel? I happen to think that they had not only a plane, but they had bombs that exploded almost simultaneously, because I just can't imagine. Obviously, the war in Iraq was a big, fat mistake. George Bush made a mistake. We can make mistakes. But that one was a beauty. We should have never been in Iraq. We have destabilized the Middle East. They lied. They said there were weapons of mass destruction. There were none. And they knew there were none. There were no weapons of mass destruction. It's like a whole different skyline. It's like a whole different city and world. Uh, I cannot believe the sight of lower Manhattan without the World Trade Center. And therefore, we have to rebuild. Not necessarily in that form, but we have to rebuild uh, at least as good and maybe better. Just finally, can you tell me emotionally as you walked around, we've we've heard some of the stories from the firemen. They're so exhausted uh, and, and mentally and physically. What was it like for you personally to go in and see all of what you saw? Well, it was amazing to see it. It was a very depressing scene, but I'll tell you what, you really can take heart. These firemen and policemen and the construction workers equally, the courage they have is unbelievable. I mean, they're working, digging out and lifting up steel. And above them, you have 55-story buildings that are very possibly going to be pouring down on them any minute. And they're working like nothing's wrong. I mean, it's, they're amazing. Hmm. He knows. He knows. Can you imagine? Can you imagine going into this job as the President of the United States? And before you even get to the Oval Office, you are being told, sir... <laughs> This is not what you think. The presidency, sir, is not what you think. It is far, 
far more complicated and nefarious and dangerous than you could have ever imagined. And you're going to have to be very, very careful where you step. Man, I'm telling you, he they may have made fun of the size of his hands <laughs> and equated that to another part of his body. <laughs> his hands might be small because everything else went to somewhere else if you catch my drift. Oh my god. So, getting back to Q, you see how it's all tying together as the world turns. Could messages such as those be publicly disclosed? Do we dare put out those messages that show you FBI agents plotting to assassinate Trump? I think they could be publicly disclosed, and I think that's what Q is saying. Washington is in a panic right now, and I'll, I'll tell you about that shortly. What happens to the FBI? What happens to the agency? Well, if you cut out all of the rot and detritus, you're probably going to take out the top third layer of the agency. And you're going to have to get somebody in there with an iron fist to make sure that it is cleaned out and functioning properly so that it can regain what vestige of integrity it had What happens to the Department of Justice? Ditto. And is is Jeff Sessions the guy for the job? I just don't know. I just don't know. Honestly, I vacillate. Sometimes I think, yeah, he's hip. He knows what's going on. He's working with Trump on this. And then other times I'm like, what the hell? But I'll tell you what gives me doubt about Jeff Sessions has nothing to do with his wherewithal. It has everything to do with some things that George Webb has reported about uranium, about reprocessing uranium, about the different states that are involved that have uranium processing plants. Either they're, either they're enriching it or they're, they're, they're un, unenriching it or whatever it is that they do, and he explains it better than I can. And uh, guess what? Good old Alabama has uranium processing facilities. And people are getting paid under the table. It's dirty, dirty, dirty business. And Jeff Sessions has got to know about it. Does he have some uranium bones rattling around in his closet that are being held over his head that are preventing him from going balls to the wall and doing what he's supposed to be doing? When we find out what's going on, is he going to be the ones carted off in handcuffs? Or, as Q says at the end of this post, 60% must remain private, at least for humanity. We can't do it all because it would all freaking collapse. There'd be nobody left. The government would be decimated. What happens to special counsel? What happens in general? What happens? Every think about this now. This is this is this is chilling. 
every FBI and Department of Justice previous case could be challenged. What if you're in jail? What if you're serving time in prison and you know you didn't commit the crime, but they have set you up? They have set you up. And now we find out that they have been they have been corrupt. They have they have usurped their power, their, their prosecutorial prosecutorial power. How many people have been imprisoned unfairly because of them? How many challenges to the 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 convictions would be had as a result of this? You want to talk about freaking chaos? Every FBI DOJ previous case could be challenged. Lawless. And we haven't started the drops regarding human trafficking and sacrifices yet. We haven't even gotten to that part. And again, if you've been following George Webb's series, you know all about that. You know all about what they've done in Haiti, in Kosovo, in uh, Libya. Syria, these are horrible things that Clinton and the whole gang have perpetrated on these innocent people. Men, women, babies, children, all of it. All of it. We haven't started the drops regarding human trafficking sacrifices slash sacrifices yet worst and those who are good who know they can't sleep those good who know cannot find peace those good who know will not rest until those responsible are held accountable imagine going to bed at night having seen things on video listen listen i i watched something took me a while to get over it and even now I think about it and it just it's like no I can't go there I, I can't think about it there was a video out there an audio okay it's audio supposedly of John Podesta beating a child and the child is screaming and Podesta screaming at that child who's your daddy am I your daddy you call me daddy you little son of a bitch you I mean, just wailing on the kid. And the kid is, I mean, the kind of screams you never want to, you don't ever want to hear a child scream. Horrible, horrible. And what they do to young children to, to take their blood because their, uh, their blood, when, when, they're, when the child is, when a human being is stressed, there is a chemical reaction that happens and, it, and, the, and it's in the blood. It's a, it's a hormonal thing, and it's in the blood, and supposedly it, it, it enriches the blood. And that's what they do. They bring these children to the point of absolute horror and then take their blood. I mean, horrible, horrible stuff. The, folks, this is hell. This is hell. The, to me, in my mind's eye, this is what hell is. The demons who inhabit hell do things like this unspeakable things and they walk among us so the good who know cannot sleep the good who know cannot find peace and the good who know will not rest until those responsible are held accountable 
Nobody can possibly imagine the pure evil and corruption out there. Those you trust are the most guilty of sin. Who are we taught to trust? If you are religious, pray. 60% must remain private, at least for humanity. For humanity's sake. We can't let all this out. It would just be too, people would, people would, people would kill themselves if they knew some of the things that are going on. And he ends it with, these people should be hanging. The next one, the next few are very short, very, very short. The next one simply says, pray. And it's spelled P-R-A-Y, pray. And just beneath it, the word pray, spelled P-R-E-Y. And beneath that, he writes, notice the similarity? Q. Pray, pray, notice the similarity. I thought about that, and I thought, is he talking about the priests that have sexually abused boys? Is he what, 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 pray and pray? I mean, you're praying and then you're praying on some something, somebody. And then the guys that were doing the analysis, they said, you know, actually, no, it wasn't the guys doing the analysis. It was somebody on my Facebook page. I asked the question. I said, what do you think? What, what do you think? And somebody wrote, the Pope, the Vatican. Oh, wow. Wow. Next one. Chatter just spiked. Q. Evidently, Q is monitoring. Q has the ability to monitor what's going on as a result of his posts. I don't know. I, I I don't know how that works, but that's what he that's what he he wrote. Chatter just spiked, and spiked is in all caps. Then the next one, sight being attacked. Ah, the enemy attacking this sight. They want to shut him up. The next one after that is sec test, security test. And then the next one after that, SEC test. Did two security tests to make sure that the site was intact and not violated. And then the next one, archive. Last post triggered sniffer. Eyes on. Q. So the post that I just spent time explaining to you evidently triggered whoever's out there sniffing sniffing to see what he's writing what what's being said triggered it triggered the sniffer you know when they say when you somebody triggers you it presses punches your buttons pushes your buttons pisses you off it prompts you to action eyes on eyes on does that mean the sniffer's eyes are on this page now or does that mean our eyes are on and we're seeing who it is don't know. Don't know. 
Next one, drones over U.S., tracking only. Drones over U.S., tracking only. What are they tracking? Who are they tracking? Are they tracking electronic communications? Are they tracking people? Tracking only, drones over U.S. And then again, next one, drones over U.S., tracking only. Only this time, it has the open bracket and the closed bracket side by side so that it looks like a vertical rectangle. Now, the guys that speculate about these things say that that means uh, different, shift gears, different subject. We're going to talk about a different topic. I don't know. And then the next one, and this was the final one for last night, security attack, failure, test one, Q. So evidently, the security uh, attack failed, okay? Well, let me kind of repeat again what he did, what he wrote tonight. The light will reveal those on the team and those pretending to be. This is not a game. They want us divided. Last posts, self-destruction, will immediately show the world the truth. Instructions will be sent on how to preserve offline. You didn't think this was simply about words, did you? We have it all coming soon to a theater near you. Do not glorify us. We are all patriots. Honor those who serve for God, humanity, and country. Where we go one, we go all. He's also posted, he's still posting. Uh, there's a, a new one up. Okay. Et Snowden. How's Russia? Almost time. Q. Hmm. Hmm. Ed Snowden. How's Russia? Question mark. Almost time. Q. What does that mean? Is Snowden in on this? Is Snowden a friendly or is he the enemy? Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? Very, very interesting. Whoa. Wow. All right. So we'll leave Q alone for a little bit here. And I want to jump back to True Pundit to something that he has said. Uh, he wrote, as reported yesterday in True Pundit, members of the FBI and the Justice Department's top brass at their Washington, D.C. headquarters and other field offices are now using burner phones to stay under the radar of federal investigators and lawmakers, according to FBI insiders. The shocking revelations come on the heels of news that the FBI deleted thousands of text messages between anti-Trump FBI agents before investigators could review their content. While that is disturbing on one level, FBI and DOJ hierarchy employing the telecom habits of drug cartel bosses, it reaches a new low for the once heralded federal law enforcement agency and the DOJ and breaks federal laws as well. The FBI, quote, failed to preserve, close quote, 
five months' worth of text messages exchanged between Peter Stroke and Lisa Page, the two FBI employees who made pro-Clinton and anti-Trump comments while working on the Clinton email and the Russia collusion investigations. And now more text messages are missing from more FBI agents, according to the Justice Department. That means 50,000 text messages. 50,000. Per The Hill yesterday, Attorney General Jeff Sessions on Monday announced the Justice Department will investigate missing text messages sent between two FBI agents critical of President Trump. Joining the the chorus of Republican lawmakers who are eager to recover the exchange. GOP officials have seized on the messages as evidence of FBI bias against Trump, you think? Sessions said in a statement, quote, We will leave no stone unturned, confirm with certainty why these text messages are not now available to be produced, and will use every technology available to determine whether the missing messages are recoverable from another source. Somebody made, you know, raised the question, why, why are Stroke and Page still employed? Why are they still there? Why are they still in the employ of the FBI? Why is McCabe still there? The rumor came out, and it's been unconfirmed, that Christopher Wray, the new FBI director, uh, was was told to fire them, and Wray said, no, I'm not going to, and if you make me, I'm going to resign. And so the White House backed off because supposedly to to see two uh, FBI directors leave in the course of the first year of the Trump presidency would be bad optics. (sighs) Believable. Unbelievable. Uh, Over at uh, thespectator.org, Washington Post's Wemple, there's a name for you, Wemple, attacks reporter John Solomon for doing his job. You can't make it up. You can't make this up. Here's the headline in the Washington Post from the Post's Eric Wemple. Staffers at the Hill, press management about the work of John Solomon. The story reads in part, quote, A group of newsroom staffers at the Hill have complained to management about stories written by John Solomon, the publication's executive vice president of digital video. The complaints were launched in December when Solomon and reporter Allison Spann broke a story under this headline, quote, exclusive prominent lawyer sought donor cash for two Trump accusers. The gist of Solomon's and Spann's story is Prominent California lawyer Lisa Bloom, that would be uh, Gloria Allred's daughter, worked to secure payments for the women who made or considered making sexual misconduct allegations against Donald Trump during the final months of the 2016 presidential race. The story cited documents and interviews, plus on-the-record explanations by Bloom herself. The story impressed the conservative media world. Fox News host Sean Hannity called it a bombshell report, while conservative websites aggregated away. You know, I don't even want to read this. Honestly, I don't even want to read this. This is such caca. This is such caca. You know that they are they're sending out their shock troops right now to just try and destroy everyone and everything having to do with truth-seeking. 
And yeah, they are panicked. They are panicked. They're desperate. We talked about this last night. I likened it to a, a, a drowning man. The person who goes out to save the drowning man is taking their own life in their hands because the drowning man is panicked and they're going to pull that person down with them. Because they, the, the panicked man doesn't know what he's doing. He's floundering. He's, he's grabbing at anything. And if it means pulling you under with him, he, that's what's going to happen. Unless you know how to grab that person and you're a lifesaver and you've been trained and you know how to grab that person from the, from, from the front and, and, and grab him and, and, so that he can't face you, face-to-face combat, you're going to go down. And that's what these people are doing. That's exactly what they're doing. Let me go in here and see what, uh, let's see, we've got, oh, I want to know, um, where is it? Uh, Newt Gingrich. I, I, I've got a, this is about a 10 and a half minute clip, but I always like to hear what Newt Gingrich has to say about stuff because he's, you know, he's been around the block a few times. He's pretty savvy. And uh, he's talking here about the anti-Trump society, the secret society. And it was uh, he was on with Sean Hannity on his radio show. I think it was this afternoon. So let me go ahead and play this for you, and I'll take a breather here, take some water, and give you folks a chance to just, uh, I don't know, assimilate what you've already heard. Here we go. Joining us now with his insight, former Speaker of the House, Fox News contributor Newt Gingrich. Um, there's a lot to absorb here, but as a historian, I've got to ask you to, to look at this from the Watergate perspective. You know, we found our 18-and-a-half-minute uh, gap, apparently, and it's a five-month gap of text messages. Well, look, this, this whole thing, you know, you couldn't write a novel like this because it wouldn't be believable. If, if you believe that the text they were sending each other was accurate and candid, they are, there's a smoking gun, first of all, that they believe that the attorney general knew that Clinton would not be charged with anything before she was interviewed, which may explain why the interview was not under oath, because the whole thing was a charade. It also suggests to you that when the attorney general met with President Clinton on that airplane in Arizona, they both probably already knew that they were going through a dance, but nothing was going to come of it. You now have, I mean, this idea of four and a half months, you know, part of what I don't understand is uh, Hillary Clinton's people had to take a hammer and bleach in order to try to make sure they couldn't find information. Surely somewhere, either the NSA or the FBI or somebody is going to be able to track down all of these text messages. Uh, it It is almost beyond belief that the key players happen to lose Four and a half months of text messages. Well, wait a minute, but but it happened with Lois Lerner. Lois Lerner's was gone for two years, and then we found them. Hillary Clinton deleted 33,000 subpoenaed emails, and then she acid-washed the hard drives with bleach, bleach pit, and then she had one of her you know, employees smashing any mobile devices with hammers. Debbie Wasserman Schultz's IT guy, well, he had broken, smashed hard drives in his garage, government hard drives. It seems like this is now the go-to option. Just destroy everything. Well, and, and what that, as I've said before, uh, talking to you both on radio and TV, this is clearly, by any plausible standard, the most corrupt senior Justice Department and senior FBI we have ever seen in American history. Uh, and it's frightening. I mean, here you had the people who were supposed to enforce the law, 
who are engaged in a conspiracy to undermine the new president, to protect the Democratic nominee, then it seems to me that they're not going to possibly avoid having an independent counsel go, go into this whole thing, and that you're going to have Comey at risk. You're going to have, remember, the deputy who they're referring to, whose office they were meeting in, his wife had been a candidate for the for the state senate, and I believe got nine hundred thousand dollars in donations from the Democrats. So you have a whole issue there of whether he should have, at a minimum, recused himself from anything involved in this because there's patent obvious by, you know, bias involved. Um, every time you turn around in this case, something new comes out, and it's it's ironically after all their attacks on Clinton on, on Trump. Uh, all of the real evidence is coming out about the Democrats. And you'll, you'll notice one of the texts that was not lost was the one where Strzok says, you know, I really don't want to do the Mueller thing because I, I know as the guy who's been the dead. Yeah, there's yet, nothing happened. There's nothing. There's nothing there. There's no there there. I mean, well, what about the fact that this is what, what do you make of this secret society that they're discussing, discussing here and they're discussing Strzok and Page? how to remove text messages before the text messages went missing. In other words, they have a text out there about about eliminating the text. That sounds like obstruction to me. Well, certainly. And, then, and what you have to ask yourself is um, whether or not there was ever a true secret society. Who did they think was in the secret society? Did they think that the deputy head of the FBI was? It was his office they were talking in. Did they think Comey was? He's the guy who basically exonerates Hillary Clinton and refuses to ask her questions under oath. I mean, just go down the list. And, and you have to say to yourself that there, there is more than enough here already to justify a full-blown investigation and to justify bringing in an independent counsel. Here's uh, what I need to ask you. This is a very important question. Now, this is now – you're right. You couldn't write this in a novel. But you have Hillary Clinton. We now know uh, Donna Brazile told us she rigged the primary election. Bernie Sanders supporters had no shot. It was rigged from the get-go. Then you've got now evidence that, in fact, Comey and Strzok, and it looks like Loretta Lynch is in the loop somehow, and I've got to believe Andrew McCabe, that the fix is in on the email server investigation by them. And it's profound because they're writing the exoneration before the investigation, which, you know, they didn't even interview Hillary till July 4th. They're doing this in May. And, and they even take away the legal standard, gross negligence out of it. They take the foreign entities actually hacked into Hillary's email server. Then you've got Hillary and her campaign paying $12 million, funneling it through a lawyer. She's running the DNC, according to Donna Brazile. That money's funneled through the same lawyer to produce a dossier with Russian propaganda and lies so that they can kind of rig the general election. Now, then that phony dossier is used to get a FISA warrant to spy on an opposition candidate, a presidential candidate, in an election year. And then they spy on the candidate, and then they spy on a president-elect and his team. All of which is illegal, and especially fundamentally, she was guilty as hell in terms of mishandling classified top-secret special access program information and destroying such. All of that, had she not gotten the pass from Comey and company... She wouldn't have been the nominee, and it would have put the party in chaos. So they made a decision to put her above the law. I mean, I, you can't write that. At, and, and what I'm saying is indisputable at this point. Well, I, look, I think you're exactly right. I think what you had here is, is a decision. And this goes back to the 
entire corruption of the Clinton system, the corruption of the, of the foundation, the sheer scale of money that these people were engaged in, um, the degree to which they were willing to do things, they basically believed that there was no law as far as Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton were concerned, and they had an entire network of people who came to share the same belief. And I mean, that's, that's the conclusion I reached, is that this, this was a, a degree of absolute not even thinking about the law. They thought that their job was to run America, and if that meant that they had to break the law and they had to try to destroy Trump and they had to do a variety of other things, they were going to do it. And I also agree with you, I think that person in some ways who has the, the greatest grievance here uh, has to be Bernie Sanders because it is so clear. At this point he actually accepted that, uh, it and went along with it. All right, let's well, stay right there. Former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, is his best-selling book, Vengeance. All right, as we continue, former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, as we now continue our investigation into what has now become a colossal mess, um... The danger here, I want you to, I want you to put your his, historian hat on. Watergate was a third-rate break-in to get opposition information, steal information in the course of a presidential campaign, and then it was about a cover-up. Now we're talking about weaponizing the powerful tools of intelligence and lying in the process using bought-and-paid-for Russian lies to go after a presidential candidate influence the electorate, and basically try and steal an election with that phony information and, in the process, have the government do the spying and the leaking and, and be involved in all of this. How much worse on a scale compared to Watergate is this? Well, they're not, in, they're not at all comfortable. I mean, Watergate was, in some ways, part of the old order in which Nixon felt like he was constrained by the law. And ultimately, the people around him were constrained by the law. <clears throat> These are people who are blatantly rigging the game at every level and who, I think, had, had Clinton won, we would have learned nothing of this scandal. And it should scare people. I mean, you're talking here about elements of the Justice Department, elements of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, deciding that they would break the law in order to stop the American people's choice from becoming president. Now, think, think about the meaning of that. This is totally different, I think, than the Watergate problem. This, this is really uh, a, a very profound threat, because if we don't get to the bottom of this, and if we don't make it clear that you, you simply can't do things like this, we run the risk of eventually, over time, people deciding that, they're just going to randomly enforce the laws they care about, and we'll begin to resemble one of those third-world dictatorships where the power of the, of the state props up the rich and the powerful and crushes dissent, uh, and, and Venezuela being a current very painful example. And I think that um, this is truly – I know of no occasion in American history – in fact, I'll challenge our audience to – email you if they come up with one. I know of no occasion in American history where we have seen the power of the government and the power of the police forces used let me ask the way this. they have been used here. This is the biggest political scandal in my lifetime and maybe even when all is said and done in the history of the country. You've had the left-wing media in this country fixated on Trump-Russia collusion. They have ignored the biggest story of their lives. They are complicit in a lot of ways because you would think that there are some journalists now looking at all this saying, oh, my God, what has happened? 
Where are they in this in this moment when you would think their better selves are called to greatness? Sir, thank you. Uh, we'll see you on TV. Uh, I think tonight. Thank you, former Speaker of the House, New King Richard. <laughs> you know, while we're listening to that, I was uh, kind of scrolling through <clears throat> Twitter. Thomas Paine has a new tweet out. Mm. And this is what he wrote. He says, if anything should happen to me, our crew know that we're having a effing ball right now. We're trained for this fight, and we'll take it right to their doorsteps. Karma, some of the best in the intel business at work. I think we've proven that. Proud of True Pundit. Wow. If anything should happen to me, our crew, know that we're having an effing ball right now. He also had tweeted something. From 48 hours ago, we told you they were lawyering up. Where was the rest of the media? More to come. Only scratched the surface. Comey lawyered up today. Rybicki quits the FBI. These boys can't take the heat. And another one. Big intel meeting tonight. Trump running the show. Many ABC brass under Satoro lawyering up now. Don't you love the way he refers to Obama, Satoro? Their current bosses won't cover for them. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. I, I, you know, this guy is so on top of it. He's one of the ones that he's just not. He's got he's got the flashing red lights pinned to the top of his Twitter th- feed. And it's it's the it's the article that I I, I read to you earlier tonight. Um, Sanders, he's got a he's got a tweet for, of uh, Sarah uh, Sanders, um, uh, White House uh, spokesperson. I love her. I just, I really do. I mean, she 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 does not suffer fools at all. She is on top of her game, and um, he's uh, quoting her saying that dreamers should storm Capitol Hill to protest for DACA. Well, guess what? They're storming Chuck Schumer's home. Yeah, evidently they're out there tonight, and they're not going to let him get any sleep. It's either tonight or last night, but I I, I would just pass through it, and there's a picture of it. Chucky, you screwed the pooch, Chucky. Yeah. Yeah, let's see what else have we got. Uh, Let's see. Uh, oh, God, he's back. Fake but accurate newsman Dan Rather launching new weekly show. Oh, jeez. Then he's got another tweet. Patriots are doing God's work. Psalm 144. Hands to war, fingers for battle. Breaking video. House Homeland Security Chairman Representative Johnson confirms true pundit intel exposing FBI secret society. Then he's got a, a, a another article that is posted at True Pundit. Uh, watch CNN shuts down multiple Democrat lawmakers making false claims. CNN shuts down documented Democrat lawyers Senator Blumenthal and Senator Durbin on live TV after fact checking them. That looks pretty interesting. Uh, let's see. Here's another one. Oh, Imperator Rex. We should go over and see what he's talking about. He, uh, T- Thomas Paine retweeted uh, Imperator, uh, who tweeted, they have an informant. They have the texts. Have you noticed the FBI guys resigning? The DOJ guys demoted? The Congress members shocked by the memo? It's all a conspiracy, is it? You're a fool. Wake up. 
it's over. Mm, let's take a look. Let's go over to Imperator Rex and see what he's tweeting tonight. To the TDS-infected liberals in these comments, you do know that everything you were told by Clinton and Obama was a total lie, don't you? Time to face reality and stop making fools of yourselves. Things are only going to get worse for your heroes. Please direct your anger at them. And another one. Ha ha, too late. Your heroes are toast. Please direct your anger toward Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, who lied to you all the whole time. <laughs> let's see. Oh, fantastic thread on General Flint. Oh, let's read this. I love threads. I think, th- I think they're so interesting. It's an interesting way to get your point across in short little clips. All right, so this is uh, from tonight, as a matter of fact. For some reason, brain-dead liberals have this theory that General Flynn, one of America's great heroes, has flipped on Trump. Mind you, these are the drooling halfwits who bought into the bizarre story of the general and his son kidnapping the sweet and innocent arch-crook Fatula Gulen. And by the way, if you don't know who Fatula Gulen is, you need to look it up. Gulen, G-U-L-E-N. George Webb talked about him for weeks and weeks and weeks. This guy is the arch enemy of uh, Erdogan, of Turkey. And there's good reason. Gulen, is, he's nasty. He's evil, nasty. Okay, so anyway, um, he says, um, I, I'm going to repeat. Mind you, uh, these are the drooling halfwits who bought into the bizarre story of the general and his son kidnapping the sweet and innocent arch crook, Fatula Gulen. I enjoyed taking the mic out of them some time ago. See? And then he's got a, a, a tweet that he had done earlier. Or that General Flynn, a U.S. general and honorable man with decades of loyal service on and off the battlefield, would conspire with Erdogan, who he despises, to kidnap Gulen, who he also despises for millions of dollars? Anyone with a half-functioning synapse who took the time to learn about General Flynn's incredible career as a military officer, intelligence specialist, and family man would immediately realize that he is a remarkable American. You could not meet a more honorable man. The general is also one of our bravest citizens. About what we are learning 24-7 about the police state Obama set up, as well as his treason. He was a truly malign narcissist who hated America and did everything in his power to destroy it. No one who defied him was safe. But General Flynn did defy him. As head of the DIA, he saw what was happening to his country and took the SOB on publicly. Despite being surrounded by a corrupted IC community, broken Congress, and Obama's fraudulent media slaves, the general's first loyalty was to the USA. The risk was massive. None of us knew what we know now. The public had been hoodwinked. Obama did what he always did to people who opposed him. He turned his attack dogs on the general and set about trying to destroy him. Nothing was off limits to Obama and his stooges. This was savage. They lied about his patriotism and loyalty. They trashed his reputation. They ruined his career. After Trump won, 
Comey's FBI and Yates's DOJ entrapped him in a seditious attempt to bring him and Trump down. And of course, they went after his family, especially his son. Obama and his slaves are the worst people in American history. Vile scum. Why wouldn't they? They made a fatal error. The general was smarter than all of them combined. He set them up. General Flynn taking the fall for POTUS Trump when being set up by stroke will be remembered as one of the most valiant acts in American history. If he hadn't done it, Trump was on a one-way ticket to impeachment. That's how important Flynn's action was. The fact that General Flynn did it as part of a superb sting operation that connected the Obama conspiracy to the inaugurated POTUS, establishing the evidence chain for charges of sedition, made it even sweeter. Flynn's team of master spooks then went on offense, designing a complex and devastating series of leaks to identify Obama and Clinton swamp rats and media slaves. The leaks are real, but the news is fake. If we ever read about it, we will be astonished at how Flynn's plan gutted the enemy. It will certainly be studied for generations in military and intelligence circles. Back to liberal delusions. They're so invested in Hillary's Trump-Russia lie, they actually believe that General Flynn would help the people who tried to destroy him. Laughable and pathetic. General Flynn has suffered for his country under withering fire from the worst criminals in American history. Yet, he will emerge the victor. The truth will emerge into full sunlight soon. Many Americans will be ashamed at how they joined in Obama's witch hunt. As for General Flynn, his pardon is guaranteed, as is his eventual honoring. I think he will be awarded the Medal of Honor. The general certainly deserves it. Mega the end. (laughs) Great piece. Imperator Rex, yes, yes. He's got a picture. He's got a graphic. Somebody posted it. Stealth Jeff. He's another one. Uh, Stealth Jeff at Draw and Strike. Another one that if you're on Twitter, you should read. Uh, he's got a, a uh, f- uh, not a photo. It's a graphic, if you will. Photoshop. And on one side is uh, General Flynn, you know, in his in his um, military uniform with the, you know, what do they call it? The salad, the salad bowl, whatever they call it, all the all the medals and ribbons on his chest. And then on on the other side is Obama with that haughty look of his, where he's got his chin way up in the air. You just want to you just want to bash him in the face. And it says one of these men is a veteran spy master who has 33 years' experience in the spook business doing spook stuff. The other is an idiot who thought he could make this spy master the patsy for a fake Russia, Russia, Russia scandal. Do you know who the spy master is and who the idiot is? <laughs> oh, how funny, how funny. 
So, and then there's something else here, uh, uh, Imperator Rex says, well, 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 remember the libs screeching that Buente's sudden resignation was an attempt by Trump to end the Mueller investigation? Buente appears to be one of the good guys after all, and he's referring to another tweet by Chillum, or she, she calls herself Chill at Chillum, ABC News reporting, Outgoing U.S. Attorney Dana Buente has been selected to become FBI General Counsel, replacing longtime General Counsel Jim Baker. That is good. That is good news. Jim Baker, yeah, not a good guy. Not a good guy at all. One of the members of the, probably one of the members of the secret uh, society. <laughs> oh, okay, I just want to take a breather here for a little bit. Uh, let's see, I've played for you the Johnson piece, the Gingrich piece, the Trump piece. Oh, one other piece I want to share with you while we still have a little bit of time. Remember a couple of, well, it was last week, I think it was, where we were talking about the um, DEFCON uh, um, alert, missile alert in Hawaii, and why that was all happening. And George Webb uh, figured it out, um, that the only way you can download uh, or do a dump of all of the communications at the NSA, I guess it's the NSA um, uh, uh, facility in Hawaii, is to trigger a DEFCON alert. So he explains it in this piece. I'm going to play this for you. I think it's kind of interesting. I, and I've got it. Might as well play it. So let's listen. Okay, day 90, part three. Two, two items, triggered backup, triggered backup. We're not talking about a triggered social justice warrior. We're talking about a triggered backup. If you had a network, an Awan Contra type network that was operating and sending terabytes of data to Pakistan all the time through a 123 Dropbox, let's say, you would want to make sure that your information wasn't being intercepted. Okay, well, I would use a multiplayer video game to do that, make sure that my encrypted codes were going in the multiplayer video game. But that's another Zenimax type discussion we'll have later with Steve Bannon. What I want to talk about now, though, is in Hawaii, if you trigger a DEFCON level, even if no uh, action happens, no planes go in the air, no Navy ships turn in direction, you still would get a backup in case the Hawaii facility was under fire by Korea, let's say. You would trigger a backup to Utah, to the Bluffdale, Utah data center. Now, there was a meeting with KKNR in Bain. Uh, it was, may have happened at U.S. PACOM in Hawaii in Diamond Head. Uh, may or may not have had Mitt Romney on the other end of the receiving information. We know Booz Allen's there. We know that Snowden worked for Booz Allen. We know that's a sieve as far as data is concerned. If you wanted to see if your communications had indeed been compromised when a leaker of yours was removed, let's say a guy named Foe, Leaky Soup Foe, Foe Soup, up in Fort Meade, you would be able to check it basically by triggering a DEFCON situation and triggering a backup. We know that from Snowden, that that's where the trigger, that's what the tailored access unit does, does these secure access programs, and each one of those could be in a Juan Contra in and of themselves, different operations. So we don't know that for sure, but we'll have to have Steve Bannon and and, and, and Zenimax about the multiplayer game and the cryptography. Another center for coming up with just those types of situations, special cryptography for special access programs, is in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Oak Ridge, Tennessee is the cryptology center as well. So we know that there's centers in Aurora, Colorado. We know there's centers in Texas. We know about Fort Gordon and Sweet Tea and, and Reality Winter down there. We, we're learning about all the different NSA opportunities here, but it's just something that you, you may want to uh, 
may want to factor in your thinking. Okay, so the, the, the next piece is the House Intel Committee voted right over here, just down here a couple of minutes ago, to release the testimony on the House side now, not, not the Senate over there. That's already been released by Dianne Feinstein to everyone wearing shoes. But uh, Devin Nunes has said over here on the House side, let's go ahead and have just House members only, House reading room. You have to go to a special reading room, make sure you can't take any pictures, can't take any copies, can't take any notes. You can read, you can leave. I said, well, you might want to check the name Sid Blumenthal and check the name Imran Awan. Those are two biggies to check for Glenn Simpson's testimony. But now they're going to be able to compare the notes and the, and the seven hours of testimony that... Glenn Simpson gave over here on the House side, which was before the prepared testimony over there on the Senate side, to see if the two things match. Now, every person's not going to say the same exact thing in the same situation, but if we say something radically different, like there's only one LLC I know about, Codex, over here, and he says, oh, I remembered it, Codex over here. Or let's say he says, we don't own any LLCs. Oh, I forgot Bean LLC. I forgot about Terry Bean. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Task Force thinks that's funny because uh, she knows all about Terry Bean and the, and the Rahm Emanuel and the billions of dollars. Uh, but anyway, uh, if he forgot about it and remembered it two weeks later at Codex, that'd be kind of important. Or if he said some other LLC or some other journalist like Sid Blumenthal, he didn't seem to remember. Sid Blumenthal's a pretty key guy. He's been working in, with the Bill Clinton uh, for 20 years now, Tyler Drumheller, on major invasions of countries. Okay, so... Uh, to forget him as one of the payees would be a little bit of a, a glaring omission, a glaring omission. So there you have it, triggered backups, glaring omissions, matching testimonies, and hopefully we'll trigger a backup to the people of the United States and let the people of the United States, we'll let the people of the United States read those same testimony because we have that on the Senate side. Parity. We should have parity between the House and the Senate. Sorry about the bad trade guy. All right, there you there you go. All right, well, I think that just about wraps it up. The guys over at uh, CBTS are trying to analyze what the latest uh, messages from Q, uh, uh, essentially the message to Snowden at Snowden, how's Russia? Almost time. Uh, they're trying to figure that out. So I'm going to bug out and go listen to it and see what they have to say. In the meantime, thank you all so much for being with me tonight. I hope you got a chance to go over and uh, read uh, Tracy Bean's. Um, uh, uh, message of hope, I guess I want to call it. Uh, I had posted it last night after the show. It was really beautifully done. She did a great job. So anyway, with that, we will be back again tomorrow night. And I think we've got Elizabeth joining us tomorrow night. We'll be talking about all the strategy that the, <laughs> that the Democrats use to land themselves flat on their face. Beautiful thing of beauty, isn't it? It really is a thing of beauty. So we'll be back tomorrow night with that, and I hope you'll join us. And thank you very much for joining me tonight. God bless you all. I really appreciate it. And uh, say a prayer for our president for his safety. Oh, man, really. Him and his family as well. All right. And for our country. All right, everybody. God bless you all. A little bit of... uh, I don't know. You dropped a bomb on me, I guess. <laughs> Good night, everybody. You dropped a bomb on me, baby. You dropped a bomb on me. You dropped a bomb on me, baby. You dropped a bomb on me. You were my friend. You were my kid. You dropped a bomb on me.
you just 